Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another great episode coming up next. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Albert. We continue forward with the art of finding a new or better job during a pandemic. Today, we're focusing on step six. If you haven't listened to steps one through five, I would highly suggest you go back and start at the beginning. Sequence here means a lot. So this is the technique that I use to find my own current job with the amazing Apex benefits during COVID-19 and the pandemic. I have never looked for a job before during a pandemic. I suspect that a lot of you have not as well. (laughs) This was quite a journey. So I wanted to share this 10-step process with you all that I had already given a live uh, learning session around and just wanted to bring it to the masses because I know there's millions of Americans that are still looking for a new or better job during this crazy pandemic that we're experiencing. And it's changed the game on how to look for work. So step six today, it's going to take a lot of work. And I'm not going to lie, this is going to be a lot more tedious maybe than you originally thought. But step six is really to customize each and every application that you apply to. And by that, I mean the resume and cover letter and networking. Okay, so let's unpack this very dense step. Step six, we're finally arriving at you found that job, you've done all the other five steps, and now you've kind of found that holy grail job that you think you're going to be an amazing candidate for. It's a step in the right direction for you. Uh, It's something that might be a new challenge for you. It builds on your skill sets, and it's just checking all the boxes. So how do you get your application on the top of that stack? Well, first and foremost, I think you need to generally use the concept called match needs. And I use this technique predominantly in coaching people with cover letters. I have a separate podcast that I've already produced a while ago on the match needs cover letter. So I'll be sure to put that episode in show notes for this one as well. It's really making very simple the HR person or that machine that's scanning your resume and or your cover letter to say yes to interviewing you. Because what you're going to do is what one of my friends, Ernie, calls get the puppets out, meaning you're going to match up your skills and talents directly to the job description that you are applying to. Now, I'm going to reference you to the Match Needs cover letter technique in the episode that I'm going to link up here, just because I've already gone through that process and shared it on the podcast. So you can go listen to that. What I also want you to do is focus in this step on making your resume a Match Needs resume as well and customizing it to the job description at hand. So what do I mean by that? The easy way to do it, if you're a visual learner like me, is to bust out your resume in Word or whatever word processing program you have it in. I want you to copy all of the words and go over to a website called wordart.com. 
word art. Two words in one. Word, W-O-R-D, art, A-R-T. And what will pop up is a word cloud. And if you don't know what a word cloud is, it basically takes a bunch of text that you're going to dump in. In this case, it's going to be your resume and some other places. And you're going to create a word cloud out of it. And the bigger the words that show up in your word cloud, that means the more frequently you're using that word inside of whatever the word text is that you're dumping in. In this case, your resume. So you copy and paste all of your resume words into this word art software online, and you can pick a shape, you can choose your fonts, whatever trips your trigger, and you can look and see what words are heavily integrated into your resume. Now, that's the first word art that you're going to do. You're not done yet. The second word art that you want to do is on the job description text of the dream job that you want as well. So you're going to you're going to put this word art away or snap a picture of it and get rid of it. Then you're going to build a second word art by dumping all the text from your dream job description into word art as well. And you see where I'm going with this? You're going to create a picture of the keywords in that dream job. And then you're going to match up your resume to that dream job to see if your texts overlap. If they do overlap, that means the machine or the HR individual is going to rank your resume more highly versus your competition because you match those keywords better. Or if you don't customize your resume, you could not overlap as well. And remember what I said in earlier editions of this podcast, keywords win, meaning that the more keywords that you have in your documents that align to the keywords in the job description, you will hire rank among the competitors in that job because you match those keywords more effectively. Now, if you really want to get sophisticated with this, you can also do it with a a cover letter, a match needs cover letter to make sure you're you're aligned there. And if you really want to make sure that you're maximizing it to that specific job, you could do it with your LinkedIn text on your profile as well. So that's a lot of word arts there. But let's say you found your holy grail job, your dream job, this is the one you want. And we really haven't even talked about LinkedIn yet, but your LinkedIn profile should be a little more reflective, maybe on the generalist side. But if there is a specific job that you're looking for, there is no reason why you couldn't tailor it specifically to this dream job as well. Because recruiters, I'm sorry, the first place they're going to look at your profile is LinkedIn, nine times out of 10. They're going to LinkedIn before they even look at your resume and your cover letter. And that can be to your benefit or detriment based upon how you structure your LinkedIn profile. Now, I'm not going to get into this series about how to make a better or more optimized LinkedIn profile because that's a whole art form in and of itself. 
And there are professionals out there who are actually certified in making sure that your LinkedIn profile reflects who you are. In fact, I had one of them on this show, and I will be sure to link up her podcast episode in this podcast episode so you can listen to it too. You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars if you wanted to in hiring professionals to address your LinkedIn profile, your resume, and or your cover letters. I don't really think you need to do that because particularly if you did step one right, you will know how to match up your skills based upon who you are, what your strengths are, and what you really want to do. So there's that. Word art. Great tool. It will really help you visualize and match up your paperwork, your documentation to that dream job. I'm not saying skip the match needs cover letter technique either. I would highly suggest after this episode, you go back and listen to the match needs cover letter technique as well, because that will help you. In fact, I argue if you're not going to customize your resume for different distinct jobs, which I think could be to your detriment, if you're not going to do that, you must at least customize that cover letter. And do you use the match needs technique because you make it so easy for the HR people to say yes to you. Okay, we're not done yet. And I know this is kind of detailed, but once you get those word art terms and uh, get your resume aligned, you know, your resume needs to kind of have those uh, objective outcomes. You want to make sure that you don't just have fuzzy terms on your resume. And again, there are resume professionals out there that charge thousands of dollars to address your resume. You can find thousands of templates online, but you really just kind of have to have a feel for what works in your industry. Maybe, for example, if you're a graphic designer, you want to have a graphical uh, representation or infographic of your resume. If you're in pharmacy like me, you might need to have more of a professional or traditional resume. Uh, If you're in academia, you're going to have a CV. So it really kind of depends on what area you are really looking for. Um, We're not going to get into CVs either. CVs are kind of their own little monster in academia, but that's basically a supercharged resume where you put all your presentations and your speaking gigs and your posters and your publications. So that's beyond the scope of this 10-step process today. But Let's just say, hypothetically, you've got your cover letter ready to go. You match needs it up based upon the job description of your dreams. You also matched up your resume using the word art technique to that dream job. And let's say you even went that extra mile and did it with your LinkedIn profile. Now, before you apply to that job, we're not done yet, you must go out to LinkedIn and find people at that company and connect with them and try to see if they can be your advocate internally at the company before you apply. Now, I screwed up, honestly, in this step when I was uh, working the application system myself. And one of the other HR experts that I followed during my own career journey said that you need to do it before you apply. Why? Well, think about it. I mean, some companies offer bonuses to their employees who find and recruit other amazing talent, right? 
So if you connect with someone and have that conversation about this is the job you want, why you want it, and why you want to be part of that organization before you even apply, you're going to help that person who's already at the company potentially benefit from you applying by providing them possibly a referral bonus. And actually, I did that in the past with one of my jobs, and I regret that I didn't do it this time. I screwed up. So let my mistake be your opportunity here. So before you even apply, you want to find somebody at that organization and try to see if they will advocate beyond the, you know, plain Jane, I've applied to this position Instead, you want to ask, will you be my advocate based upon having a conversation around my skill set and why I think I would be an amazing candidate for your company? Now, some people are going to be resistant to that. And if they are, you got to let it go. You don't want to be, you know, that candidate. (laughs) But on the other hand, I think if you do it before you apply, you're giving them a window of opportunity for them to possibly not only find a great candidate for the company, but help them out a little bit financially as well. So make sure you try to reach out. And, you know, LinkedIn is a super powerful tool. If you don't know how to use LinkedIn, you really need to take some tutorials. Just go out to YouTube and type in, you know, how to be an all-star on LinkedIn or how to network on LinkedIn. There are so many great videos out there. There's so many great podcasts on how to maximize your LinkedIn profile that it's such a powerful tool for networking, especially right now when people can't meet face-to-face. You absolutely must become proficient, not only in addressing your personal profile and making sure it is all-star level, having great you know, photo, headline, And by the way, never look, you know, never say I'm looking for a job in your headline. (laughs) You don't want to do that. But there's just a lot of tutorials already out there on LinkedIn, a lot of LinkedIn rock stars. Get in and look on the hashtag LinkedIn on um, the site and you can follow that hashtag to find the experts out there and really get your your, uh, profile top notch because recruiters really do look at that first. Okay, so you got the cover letter, the resume, the LinkedIn profile, you have connected to someone at the company, you've advocated for your application. Sometimes if they agree, these people agree to be your advocate, they will send you a link by which you need to apply for that specific job at the company. Uh, Some will just tell you what the process is before applying. If that person is resistant, don't push them. You can try other avenues. Obviously, every company has more than one employee for the most part. So you can try other connections. And then um, what you want to do is apply. I would say nine times out of 10, the people that advocate for you will send you an internal link that links them to your candidacy by which to apply. And the bigger the company is, the higher the likelihood that they will send you a customized link to apply. Now, not only are you now getting an advocate who is also potentially going to benefit from you joining the company in more ways than one, but you're also going to get the secret backdoor entryway to that job and applying by employee referral. And that is the holy grail. And that is why you want to do that step before you apply. 
Now, I guess the one exception to this is if you don't know anyone who knows anyone else who works at that organization, you can go ahead and apply. Um, I would say you would be better off applying directly at the company website rather than applying at a portal or through a portal like Indeed or LinkedIn. So when I saw a really cool job that I wanted to apply to and it was for example, and posted on Indeed, I would go back to the originating company and find the job description inside of their portal and apply there. Does that give you any benefits? Honestly, I don't, I don't know that it does, but I just think it's a wiser thing to apply uh, that applying on their website versus one of the portals might be a better or to your advantage to do so because you've got all that information already inside of their portal. So it makes it a little easier if you're going to apply for subsequent jobs at that portal. So networking comes with the application process and you don't want to wait until afterwards. You want to do it before for all the reasons that I just outlined. And I really literally had the, oh, I could have had a V8 moment there. And if you don't know what that means... I'm aging myself probably, but uh, it really is a great technique because you want to find an internal advocate for you. And remember what I said about second degree connections. It's not always the first degrees that are going to help you get that job directly. It's those the magic of the second degree connection. Your friends who know someone else who can serve as your advocate. So that's Step six, in a nutshell, sounds pretty easy, but really to do it right, if you want to customize each and every job that you're applying to, and why wouldn't you want to? Because you want to be higher on that stack. It's going to take you a good hour or two to customize each resume and or cover letter before you apply. This is not something that you just click a button and you're done. If, you know, you want to do that on, you know, one click apply with LinkedIn, you can, but I'm, I'm warning you in advance that if you don't customize, you are putting yourself at a disadvantage. So step six, customize every application. All right. Hope that helps. Again, I will be back soon with the seventh step of the 10 of the art of finding a new or better job during a pandemic. This is Aaron Albert. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you stay safe wherever you are. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Art of Finding a New or Better Job During a Pandemic. My name is Aaron Albert and I'm host of the Edutainer podcast. If you could, please follow us over at Facebook at our own page. You can follow me personally at LinkedIn, on Twitter at Aaron L. Albert, or Instagram at Aaron Albert. Feel free to send me a message too. I would love to hear your feedback on this mini series and this process that I personally used recently to find my current awesome job during the pandemic. Last but not least, we would love and appreciate a feedback uh, five-star rating if you can over at Apple and or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks so much and take care. <laughs>